Welcome to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast, here to give you the knowledge and inspiration to take the next steps in the world of property. Your weekly dose of property market updates, top tips on buying, selling, renting and investing in property. From your expert estate agents and through interviews with industry specialists. We're here to answer your questions. So here's your host, serial entrepreneur and estate agent, David Thomas. Hello everyone and welcome to episode three of Ask the Estate Agent and I just wanted to start today with a huge thank you to all our listeners out there. We've received some incredible feedback from our first two episodes, some fantastic reviews and also lots of questions for us to answer in future episodes which is exactly what we need. So massive thank you to all of you for listening. Remember this free resource is all about answering your questions and helping you on your property journey. So if there is a particular question or issue that you're currently facing in property, then please do get in touch so that we can answer these for you in future episodes. All the links of how to contact us will be mentioned at the end of today's show and featured in the show notes for you to access whenever you like. So let's get on with today's show. Today's show is about one of the most important talked about and often confusing subjects within property, and that's property pricing. We've received a huge array of questions about pricing your property for sale Everything from how do I accurately price my property for today's market? How can I check my estate agent's pricing? Um, What's the problem with overpricing my property? And even are there different strategies with pricing to achieve the highest price? So in this episode, I want to cover the essential points of how an estate agent accurately values your property and then cover the issues that come up with overpricing, some strategies and then some key things to avoid when pricing your property for sale. So let's get started. Firstly, we can break pricing your property down into four key areas that you need to look at and assess. Number one is price history. So the very first thing to consider is the price history of your property. So as an estate agent, we won't know straight away the price that you paid and when you bought it. You'll obviously know that. So you could look at this data very quickly. We can go to the land registry. There are other databases out there as well that provide the information, but the land registry is the core database where we can see how many times the property has been sold, what the completion date was, and what the price achieved was for that sale. Now, the important thing is that's the price that was actually paid for the property, not the marketing price. So this is the data that you really need. And from that, we'll be able to to sort of see when and what price you sold for. You'll also be able to see at the land registry though, comparable properties within your neighborhood and particularly your street. So if you have a three bed semi-detached property and all the houses in your street are very similar, mirror images and virtually identical, then we'll be able to see if one of those properties recently sold within a couple of months So that gives us a good indication of the current market price achieved just from the land registry data. So price history really gives you a great starting point. Number two then is to look at market performance over that period since you purchased it. So let's say you bought your property five years ago and in that five years since the market has steadily been increasing 5% each year. That gives you a simple maths calculation to give you a good idea of where it should be now. Increasing the price you paid by 5% each year will give you a good 
you know, overview price, but not necessarily accurate. It gives you a good starting point. You'll then be able to look at that against any neighboring properties that have sold recently and see how that compares. So now you're starting to get pricing, you know, a bit more detail as to where it should be by looking at the price history and then the market performance since you purchased. Number three to consider then is current market comparables. This is where we go on to what's currently on the market, searching the portals such as Rightmove, Zoopla, and looking at what people are asking as asking prices, but also looking at the sold subject to contract and under offer properties. This will give you a really good indication of what people are asking and what they're potentially achieving. Finally, looking at the comparable properties in your area, you can look to make sure that you're similar size, similar style, and what they're offering in terms of the property compared to yours. This is where you can look at, say there's another property in the street that's up for sale as well, and on the face of it, it's an identical three-bed semi-detached. You then need to look into the marketing in a bit more detail and assess for the price that they're asking, let's say it's 200,000, what does that property have against yours? So you might look at it and suddenly realize, well, actually I have a double garage and they don't, or I have a conservatory and they don't, or maybe they've had their loft converted so they have an extra room. So all these things will impact how yours is priced in comparison to the price that they're asking. So all these little changes and add-ons or things that that they have that you might not have will all impact what price you go onto the market. The fourth thing to look at then once you've done that is look at the market demand. So once you've thoroughly assessed the comparable properties on the market, you then need to assess the current market demand for your kind of property. And again, this can be done by looking at the portals and seeing how many properties of a similar style are on the market right now because if there is an oversupply that means the demand is quite low for your kind of property at the moment and you need to consider that because if you're going to go on the market and there are 30 similar properties currently on the market you're in competition. You'll find that different properties are often in demand at different times so it's important to look at how many properties of your type are on the market and how many are showing as recently sold or under offer. I would also, as well as looking at the portals, go and speak to local agents, pop into their offices, ask them, you know, how many three bed properties have they got on the market at the moment? Are they selling quickly? What sort of prices are they achieving? You know, and get as much information as you can from a variety of sources, because then you'll know whether the timing is right and what the demand is for your property. If there is an oversupply, this is obviously going to impact the price that you're going to achieve. Even if you went on the market at the same price as all those comparables, it's very competitive. So you need to factor in this supply and demand when you decide to list onto the market. So once you've got those four things covered, you've looked at the price history, you've looked at the market performance, you've then looked at current market comparables, and you've then weighed up the market demand, that should allow you to really drill down to an accurate figure. You'll now have an accurate idea of your property price in the current market. But one caveat, which you must never forget, even using all that data, the price can never be 100% certain. Why? 
because the market is the market, which is constantly changing day by day as it's influenced by dozens of factors such as politics, monetary policy, bank lending, even local incidents. Um, there are such an array of things that can impact property prices in a particular area. That's why it's absolutely critical to be constantly evaluating your property's performance once it's on the market. As demand and supply is changing every day and factors that influence house prices such as politics and interest rates can dramatically change things very quickly. The price is ultimately what somebody's prepared to pay at any one time, but nobody wants to overpay. So be careful not to overprice your property. This leads me on to overpricing, which has cropped up a number of times with questions asked. And they're mainly asked because it was a tactic that um, agents used to use in the past. Some agents used to use in the past that basically to list a property they'd overvalue. Um, they'd go in there and know that the, the owner of the property obviously wants to achieve the highest price possible. So when they're offered say three agents to come in and value and somebody values it 20, 30,000 pounds more and says they can get it, then most people go, well, what have I got to lose? I might as well try it. Now, this is where that what have I got to lose? I'll just try it really does backfire because you don't necessarily know the impact of overpricing. So this is what I'll over give an overview to now so you don't get caught out by this. If the market is rising, when you're looking to market your property. So say it's in, been increasing 5% a year for the last couple of years and it's still increasing and, and you know the, the demand is good, then you can afford to aim slightly higher than what the last comparable property sold for. So let's say a property in your street, virtually identical, sold for 200,000 less than six months ago. And you're thinking, you know, market's good, market's rising, let's aim a little bit higher say 215, 210,000. That's a good tactic to have. A, because you're looking to maximize and benefit from the increase in the market. So you're not, you know, putting it on at, a, at the same price that was achieved six months ago, and yet the market has increased in that time. But you're also giving yourself a little bit of room as well, should you have to negotiate. So, you know, that 10, 15,000, you've got that room there, um, and you're not sort of over overvaluing where you think the market is. If the market is stable or declining, then stick to what the data and the comparables is telling you. If you don't have any interest within a few weeks and the market is declining, then you do need to move quickly to recheck and potentially change the price in order to sell your property quickly. Finally, don't forget that if your buyer is using a mortgage to purchase your property, then the lender will ask a surveyor to carry out a very similar valuation process to ensure that they're lending at the correct level and value. By using the process we've just outlined, you can't go wrong. The market data is taken into account and the price is sold, and that's exactly what the surveyor is going to take into account. Overvalue and you will come unstuck. Even if you get an offer at the asking price, what will happen is when the surveyor goes in and says, that's not what the comparables are showing and that's not what the data is showing, this will lead to that particular buyer either renegotiating the price downwards or even for the sale to fall through because they literally can't get the finance to do the purchase. So in summary, always be realistic and stick to the facts and the data being supplied by the market and you can't go wrong. Never take your eye off the ball and allow the property to stagnate on the market at an old price. 
All this data is publicly available now, such as time on the market, price reductions, everything. It's all on Rightmove and Zoopla for everybody to see. So not being proactive with your property pricing will damage your chances of getting the sale that you want. So hopefully that, that explains how an estate agent goes about getting the value of your property and how to avoid the overpricing tactic. Just to recap, the four areas you need to look at are the price history of your property and neighboring comparables. Number two, market performance since those sales. Number three, current market comparables on the market listed. Number four, market demand for your kind of property. So that concludes today's episode on property pricing. I hope you found it useful and that it's given you a few pointers to take away and either consider before marketing your property or even implement now if your property is already on the market. So that leaves me just to say thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to contact us with any questions you want answering in future episodes. You can do this through social media, where you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, just by searching for Ask the Estate Agent. Or you can contact us through our website, asktheestateagent.co.uk. So join us next time. And if you've enjoyed the show, please don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. And until next time on Ask the Estate Agent, it's goodbye for now. We look forward to answering your property questions and helping you with your next move. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast.